Hi, and welcome to Business Success Podcast. Again, with me, James. And Jonathan. Yeah. Um, today, we're, t- we're going to be talking a bit more about uh, the HR of a company. And um, that's something that you've always been really focused on, isn't it? HR within a business. People come are number one in, in, in the business. You've got good people. The chances are you're going to have a good team. Yeah. You know, and um, I think um, in my sort of experience in, uh, throughout HR, throughout my career, um, people are lost um, at a business when they're not given the right role they don't understand what their duties are they're not motivated they don't know how to contribute um you know to the performance on the business but mo- most importantly is because they're not getting the level of communication from the business owners as to actually how the business is, is operating and how they play a part in uh, the performance of the business i mean i remember one thing that we stuck to me was that you said that you know um, a business owner should always give the vision of the business to its employees. Say, look, this is where I want us to go. Because then everyone can go, okay, now I know where we're going. If the business owner keeps everything secret, everyone starts second guessing, you know, is that the right decision to make? Why did he choose that? That's right, isn't it? Well, people start feeling vulnerable. At, yeah. at, you know, because if you don't know what your role is in the business and how you're contributing to the business success, you tend to think in actual fact you may be redundant to it and and you may be worried about your career yeah and um engaging the people in your business is really the number one uh, priority and the thing is by doing that and really understanding how your your people operate um and i, I felt i felt a little bit coming out of uh, furlough that um, a lot of business owners that i come across um have not actually firmed down on the job roles mm. of their employees for the simple reason that um, that they're worried about losing them, because the market is so volatile since we've come out of Brexit, they fear that if we lose, you know, what we've already got, yeah. how are we going to replace it? And uh, they're thinking about how to get through the next day or the next month and so forth. They're not not looking or planning for the long term future, and so people planning and um, and and people management is so, so very, uh, um, you know, keen, you know, um, you know, to a business success. Yeah. And, um, and, and the one thing is that, um, by doing that, uh, believe it or not, you can control your costs a lot of, a lot of the time. Well, just by managing your people correctly. Yeah. Because in actual fact, if you actually, if you can imagine, if you've not actually been told roughly what to do, what, could take an hour, you could expand that to four hours, couldn't you? Yeah, I suppose, uh, yeah. With a bit of chit-chat and a coffee stop and all that sort of oh, stuff. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you could easily, easily expand yeah. it. Yeah, yeah, you could expand it. So, that, you know, at the end of the day, if you haven't got KPIs for people um, and you haven't got any direction and they don't know what success looks like, the chances are what should take normally one hour could quite be expanded into a morning's work, which means that becomes very, very... Um, you know, expensive for the business, you know. And uh, what we've seen is more and more people are disengaged when they come into work because they haven't got the direction and they haven't got the motivation and they don't know actually what part they play. Um, but so also, having like a key outline for, for your employees is is almost like sort of track lines of where they can go then, isn't it? And then it's like all of a sudden their efficiency is sort of straight at, you know, like an arrow. People should know when they walk in to work. What they're doing. What they're doing straight away. Yeah, okay. Not spend the first hour 
talking to the mates and having a coffee mm. and just fumbling around and 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 to, oh I better do some work now. Yeah, you know they need to be targeted uh, to doing the job immediately as they come in, um, and those who are perform that much better. But also, what's really important is you're always going to have a level. It doesn't matter what business you're in. Um, I, I I certainly saw it in my own business when I I took over the farm family farm for ten years. Oh yeah, um, that there's this. Word called shrinkage, all right, where stuff seems to go outside the back door, all right, without the owner knowing. And it's happened in every business, you know, um, I've, I've, I've taken over, where in actual fact there's been leakage. And if you can stop that leakage, um, you're going to improve the profitability of the business. So a good example, um, I've done a lot of uh, management in wholesaling. Mm-hmm. And obviously um, in the electrical wholesaling market, um, a lot of stuff is quite desirable, whether it's batteries, <laughs> you know, especially come Christmas, they tend yeah. to go really Everyone's quickly. Everyone's got TV remote, so... Yeah, you know. yeah, batteries <laughs> go really quick. It could be, you know, light fittings, light yeah. bulbs. It could be uh, cable. Um, it could be if you're selling uh, white goods, it could be a radio, a washing machine, dishwasher, whatever. But um, if you've not c- c- got control of your stock and the process and the procedures of where that stock comes in and where it goes out... Um, what you find is people will take advantage. Sure. And it only takes one or two people to do that, and that has an impact on your profitability. So, for instance, if you were making 10% net profit, okay, okay, and um, and let's say, you know, someone someone took, you know, you know, £100. You yep. know, quite easy. It's not a lot. A lot no, yeah. Like £100. You've actually got to make another £1,000 sale to replace that £100 lost. So if you start multiplying that to maybe, you know, someone takes a thousand pounds, you know, you can imagine it just goes higher and higher and higher. You know, the extra sales you've got to do to replace that profit that you've lost. So in all my businesses and so forth, um, I've been very, very keen on actually putting the operations in to stop that. And, and, And sometimes the way to see leakage in a business is seeing if something is changes so you put a process in place and then somehow it changes you know what i mean you need to investigate why did that change why has someone changed that process well what do you mean by process though so you know like what are you it's not big changes you're making is it just to see if there's a leakage around is there a really good example a really good example um on the farm for instance oh yeah i I had a a guy who worked for me and he, he he was absolutely amazing um really liked him he he always came in at the right time, always left at the right time, and he completed the job at the right time. And he always parked his car in front of the, the dairy. And then, for some reason, four or five years later, he started parking it by the silage pit. And he always had his dog in there, uh, who I always used to befriend. And oh, sort yeah, of like oh, give him yeah. a little pat, you know, yeah. and stuff like that. But I wondered why he actually moved his vehicle from one location to another. And um, then asking questions, I noticed that he was actually renting some land and he was getting some bullets himself and so forth. And I also noticed, in actual fact, my feed for the cows um, wasn't lasting as long as it should have been. Hmm. And so, in actual fact, that could only mean that I was being shortchanged by the, the supplier or that I had a leakage in my business. And literally what I, I did find out, in actual fact, by by checking his van and doing a, um, a check of his van, he was, he was taking, you know, 
um, bags of food. Wow. From my from my business, all right, to support his business, and um, and he probably thought to himself, well, I I've worked for myself. I'm a loyal employee. I've worked really well. I deserve this extra. That's how a lot of things go, isn't it? It's like yeah. you sort of kid yourself with that mindset. It's like, well, you know what? I deserve a little bit of this. I deserve a bit of that. But and it got bigger and bigger and bigger. And so consequently, I had to deal with them. I, and as soon as I found them, I showed them the evidence, and I, I let him go on the spot. You know. So. Just like what lessons have you learned from that that you've been able to implement in future businesses since the farm? So like what what sort of process was it like sort of like looking at your um making sure all your inventory is right and and stuff like that? Well, be honest, James, this has been happening in every business I've been into uh, from the age of twenty five. And what it is is it's resulted in people having been terminated because of it. Yeah. Um because the thing is, if you steal from a business, and I'm, I'm quite clear on this, if you steal from a business, um, not do you, only do you lose the trust of the business owner, but also you're putting other people's jobs at risk because if we're not making enough profit and um, and so forth, we've got le- less money to pay people, which means that we might have to cut someone from the workforce or not give people the pay rise that we want to. So I'm quite strict on it that if, if someone is taking from the business, all right, he's taking from his colleagues as well yeah. or her colleagues and, and so forth. So you have to be really, really strict on that. So the thing is, and it's a good question, what you need to do is actually really understand the process of the business. So if you've got goods coming in, you must have someone that you can trust to actually check the actual fact the supplier is delivering 100% what you you've know, ordered. Or you've what ordered. You, yeah. And if it's wrong, you need to notify that supplier within three working days that you've got a problem and so forth. Because if you don't, quite frankly, they're going to say, well, you know, you're taking your time. You know, we did deliver that. Yeah. And you've signed for it. So I used to get my my, my um, goods in with people to sign. They used to check what they could, but can bear in mind, a lot of this stuff is in boxes, all right? Yeah. You're not going to open every box and count no. every, every item. Every in grain there. of rice. But what rice. it is, you're signing for, let's say, 10 boxes. Yeah. But I always used to get them to sign 10 boxes unchecked. And then they've got three days to open that box to check. In actual fact, we've got the right quantity. And if it's not the right quantity, we'd report it back to, to the supplier. So that's number one, to make sure that you know, what's been delivered is the right quantity, it's in, in, it's in good nick, it's not damaged, and um, also that you've been invoiced correctly and it's at the right price. And when people, certainly in the trades, and I feel sorry for them because they are excellent technicians, whether you're an electrician, you're a plumber, you're a roofer, a, you know, a plasterer, whatever, they're great at their, at their job and so forth. Uh, but they need some time with their family. And so, uh, you know, and, and, and at the end of the day, they've got to do their accounts and they've got to look at their invoices and, and so forth. And, and, and quite often they may just say, oh, yeah, I think that's right. And so, you know, those prices are right. But they need to make sure that in actual fact they are being invoiced properly because it's a lot easier for a wholesaler to overcharge a busy trader than it is for a trader to spot the mistake yeah because the problem is is that their work is all based on trust because it's generally i've got to get the work done then i get paid and if, if you're getting short change at the end of it well they've you know the, the customer's still got all the work done yeah. now that it's quite it's quite a big problem with that one isn't it? it's like well it is it is and um and i would recommend um any business all right to focus on 
um, on checking their invoices. When yeah. I was in Nottingham, um, I took over the I took over that uh, depot, and um, it was a ten million pound depot, seventy five staff, putting a load of processes. But what I did was I employed um, a guy out of school to just check my manufacturer and supplier invoices. Guess how much do you think he saved me on overpriced invoice from suppliers oh in a year? I I couldn't I couldn't guess it. Quarter of a million. Really? On a ten million sales turnover, Jeez. he saved me quarter of a million pounds on suppliers overpricing me. Wow. And and do you know what? And you know, he paid he paid a lot of wages. Yeah. You know, by by that saving. And um and the beauty of that is I made a record profit, you know. And I was well pleased with it. And, and the manager. And so no, no extra work really, was it? It was actually saying, well, actually, it's, yeah. it's what I'm owed. Yeah, exactly. And 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 getting the debit notes wow. out to the the manufacturers, you know, and, and not paying an invoice that's been overpriced. Yeah. Yeah. You know, until it's been rectified, and you know that is so so important. And and literally, I felt I was really on top of my uh, finances. You know, and uh, the operations. So much so, you know the manager is over the moon because in actual fact, you know, it was operating really, really well. Mm. And that is such a simple thing to do that if you don't have time to check your invoices, get someone else to do it. Even if it's a, a virtual assistant or, you know, yeah. pay someone to check your invoice because it's worth it. You know, you will more than cover the salary of that person all right, by checking those invoices. So, so far we've, we, we've got obviously like the, the flow of the operation needs to be understood. Checking all the cash flow and on, on, on invoices and exchanges and stuff like that. Is there anything else at all that people can? Look yeah, out just for? just check on how your people are operating mm. their job roles and making sure that you understand how every job operates uh, and that in actual fact that there's no leakages happening in the business. Yeah, and there's. Plenty we could talk about on, on the sort of leakages that I've just mentioned a couple there. No, but, right, I, but they're, they're but, really good points, actually, because, you know, like, um, I think people don't really, you know, always understand, you know, like what, what they need to be looking out for. But yeah, or, I, think, I thought how you said it about the, about the uh, farmhand was really, really good, you know, sort of like looking at their um, like behavior and characteristics. And I suppose that's what you're saying when you know each person's job you actually start, you know, recognizing patterns and stuff like that yeah. and patterns start changing question marks are appearing yeah if things if thing if you put in a process and somehow someone's changing it or they're doing something different or they're like in this case on the farm he parked in a different place which is closer to where he could take the food that he was then taking out off the farm to pass on to his yeah. his own animals but it's actually understanding that story that in actual fact all oh, right he's actually hiring some land so asking the question what are you doing with that land oh you've got some bullets to put on that land okay so how are you feeding them you know and then Obviously, you didn't give me the answer. I'm nicking your food. <laughs> <laughs> Wasn't but, that stupid? No, but the point is me then having the evidence to sort of say, well, in actual fact, I know how when I get 10 tonnes of, of concentrate food yeah. to my farm at the time, I know how far that went Sure, because I knew how much, because each cow gets a certain amount, you know, uh, and, uh, you know, some get more food than others, depending on what level they are at the milk production, you know, giving milk and so forth. And um, so if, 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 if a cow is giving less milk and it's coming to the time where you're going to dry them off in order to do for them to carve, you know, they're sort of getting less food and so mm. forth because they don't need that extra food to produce the butter fat and the, and, and, and the extra milk quantity and, and you know. 
uh, and going on like that. So it's actually looking out in business for things that don't quite look right and having the courage to investigate it, not just ignoring it and going on. If something doesn't look right in your business, you need to stop, have a look at it, ask a question. And investigations are really, really, really important. So on an HR side of it, if you're not sure about someone's performance, what you need to do is just invite them in for an investigation meeting. Mm. It's not a disciplinary. Well, it could lead to a disciplinary. <laughs> but the point is you're asking to come in to have an investigation to actually understand. I understand there's a problem. Well, there's something I'm not, I don't understand happening here. Can you explain further? And could you explain your involvement on it? And if they can explain it and you can see, and actually, oh, well, that's, that's something we need to change because, you know, we're doing the wrong thing here. Yeah then it's a win-win for both sides. I suppose that's where HR also comes back into play, really. It does. I, I, I imagine that, like, you know, cause, you know, that a lot of your business, when you when you operate with, uh, you know, as a HR consultant, it's a lot of this sort of stuff, is it? It is. You, there's quite a lot of investigation. Yeah. But it takes courage for the business owner to stop and say, I need to investigate that. Because uh-huh. they're all busy, all right? And no one wants to think something's wrong happening in their business. It's natural. But if something is different happening in your business, you need to stop, have a look at it and investigate it mm-hmm. and get your facts right. Now, if um, uh, bad play is happening from the employee side of it, you might want to take it further and take it into a disciplinary. If not, if it's just something that needs to be reorganized and improved upon, then you've actually got the member of staff, the employee to work with to improve the process and so forth. So it is a win-win when when both sides are working together and say, look, I understand, okay, well, we need to change this because it's it's not helping productivity, it's not ha- helping cash flow, it's not giving the best customer service, you know, um, and, and you know, it's obviously wasting too much time. But it takes a lot for business owners to get to that stage though, isn't it? Because like- It takes a bit of courage. When you start a business, you know, you're working in the business. Yes. But- one thing, one thing I always hear you say is that business owners need to work on the business and employ someone to work in it. Is and that it's, right? And it's really hard because when we start off in business, like I did on the farm, as I, I mentioned to you, I had to become the technician yeah. because no one else on the farm knew it. You're working right? in it. So I'm working in it, all right? But in order to make decisions like an exit strategy, I had to step outside the business and look at the how the business operated. Objectively, sort of. Yeah, yeah. of course. So it's not easy when you are a technician in the business, to pull back. And sometimes it's quite a good idea to actually ask a, another person to come in and just have a look at it, mm. you know, how it operates and see how it could be improved and give you some suggestions. And, and you know... Because when know. you're working in the business, you haven't really got time to sort of be wondering, oh, is that guy shortchanging me a couple of quid here or there? You know, like, because you, you, you're focused on everything else, you know, and also if you have employees, them as well, so... Well, a business owner can, when they're working in the business, they are distracted because they're giving the customer service to the client generally, yeah. okay? The person working on the business is actually looking at other people giving the service to the client so they can be more critical. So, I, yes, the ideal is to work on the business and in the business so you can actually monitor and manage and, and show leadership to everybody else. Cool. Well, I think that's all we have time for today on the Business Success Podcast. Um, I've been James Keeble. Jonathan, thank you very much. Thank you very much for watching.